0: Hey, it's Evoterra. Oh, don't worry. You'll hear Brian's voice soon enough on the podcast. I'm just popping in here at the start to let you know that, yes, indeed, episodes of the Sounds Profitable podcast are back. Well, almost. Brian, Ian, and myself, along with everyone else at Sounds Profitable, appreciate your patience as we've been working tirelessly. No, actually, I'm, I'm quite tired to bring you even more great stuff under the Sounds Profitable umbrella. We'll have more to share with you in the near future. But today, I just wanted to say thanks to you for sticking with us. I'm going to shut up now and play a conversation for you that Brian had with Chase Miller, EVP of Strategy and Corporate Development at Claritas, all about device graphs and why they matter. We pulled the audio from this from the deep dive, which is currently live on our YouTube page. But don't worry, Ian worked his magic to make sure that what you're about to hear works well in an audio-only form. I think you'll enjoy it, but please refer to the video on YouTube if you want the full deep dive experience in all its glory. With that, here's this week's episode. Cheers. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining me
1: on another product deep dive for Sounds Profitable. This month, we have Chase Miller, who's the EVP of Strategy and Corporate Development at Claritas. Chase, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Thanks for having me, Brian.
1: So this is really cool. So Chase and I got to work together when Claritas acquired Barometrics. So It's really neat to see the evolution of what Claritas has become since I worked there. I really enjoyed what we built, and there's so many working, cool pieces in it. And Claritas has a core infrastructure, and we're really going to talk about that today. So instead of doing a platform walkthrough, what Chase wanted to do, and I thought it would be really cool, is to talk through a little bit about device graphs and identity graphs. So Chase, do you think we could kick off a little bit about telling us about claritas yourself and you know why graphs are so important
2: sure sure happens Brian. Right? So, so just the the quick elevator pitch on claritas claritas is a you know 50 plus year old market research company really founded in the area of consumer segmentation so how do you create cohorts of consumers with like behaviors to simplify and streamline marketing that business has transformed the last few years uh, into this kind of, you know, MarTech closed-loop solution. Barometric was a pivotal acquisition in making that transformation. And we made three other acquisitions as well, ultimately with the goal of developing or putting together Claritas' owned and operated identity graph that underlies all of its solutions from identifying a consumer target to delivering ad to those consumers and then closing the loop with measuring the response the consumer had to that advertising.
1: That segmentation, real quick on that, like that segmentation. That's like how you know companies know that I'm in the market for a new car, or that I bought everything but ketchup when I went to the grocery store. That's what we're talking about, correct?
2: That's correct. The uh, the database that drives it. Uh, you can think of it colloquially as a Excel spreadsheet with about 120 million rows. Uh, every household in the country is in the database, and about ten thousand columns of information or, or variables we have. So we would know the Barletta household is in market for a VW, likes fast food, those kinds of things. Uh, And then we distill those 10,000 variables into a targetable audience that's big enough to move the needle, but precise enough to drive marketing efficiency that our customers are looking for.
1: That's the identity portion, right? Because you said Barletta household, that's all that information about me. And then the device side of that is what like my computer the uh, like my phone what other things connect into a device for a device graph? because we think about it so narrowly in podcasting these we only have ip address but device graphs and all of this are way bigger than just what podcasting offers
2: absolutely so so the the term graph is a fairly you know loaded term right so you hear graph data
1: graph
2: <laughs> so if you, if you start with like what is a device graph Well, a device graph links identifiers around devices you use. So the computer I'm speaking to you on is a device my mobile uh, mobile device another one my streaming you know Roku device on my TV is also a device that has IP addresses as Mac addresses and cookies and things that you know link devices together. An identity graph takes that one step further and says, "Okay, these, this computer, these you know tablets, these mobile phones are Brian Barletta's. They know you know Brian's name, they know Brian's you know address uh, and email address, and can I link that to who is the actual consumer behind the uh, that identifier?" So you go from device, which is just an ID for a a, a a machine, if you will, to who is the person that uses that machine, or on the other side, and that's what unlocks all the Claritas's, you know attribute dexterity around how many people live in Brian's household, how much money does Brian make, and therefore makes a much more actionable uh, identity unit.
1: Gotcha. So the identity information is about me and the device is basically anything that I can consume content on.
2: Correct. That's right.
1: Awesome. Okay. So that's great to figure out there, right? So my device, my, my household is the Barletta household. We have a physical address. We have all of that information there. And we have the data that's publicly available. We have the data that's purchasable or actionable from other sources uh, of, of things and activities I've done offline or even online that are related to my core identity. But the digital identifier is this computer that I'm talking on here. Uh, you know, my mobile phone, my wife's information, all that. And so you're with Claritas, you're kind of merging it all together so that we can action on it. And in podcasting, this is what's really important here. The digital identifier for podcasting is IP address. Sometimes that on other aspects of it, we can get a little bit more in there, but IP address is that key aspect because on a podcast download, which is what we track for exposure, right? There's the ad delivery aspect. Did the ad get downloaded or did the show get downloaded? But that IP address in the user agent says, was this a cellular connection, a business connection? And most importantly, was it a household connection? And that household connection allows me listening to a podcast to be matched to a device graph so that we can augment it further with the barletta information is that right that's right spot on awesome okay so there's a lot of different device graphs and you know i after working at claritas i went over to megaphone and megaphone and honestly i think it's fair to say nielsen gets a lot of spotlight for it right i think nielsen puts a lot of marketing effort into being known for for that aspect but the identity graph is something and the device graph is something that i think a lot of companies have worked really hard To differentiate themselves, I think the further you get into ad tech, and and this is important for everybody who's podcast focused to know that Nielsen and some of these other partners aren't the only one. They're just sometimes the loudest. There are better tools out there. There are more tools out there, and they're more specialized. So what makes Claritas specifically different? Like, what is the differentiator other than being a 50-year-old company?
2: Sure. So as it relates to the, the graph itself, our identity graph is a true identity graph. So we connect all the devices to the people on the device and within the household. Uh, we use the term, it's multinodal. So within a graph, there's nodes, the actual you know, IP address or the email address. And then there's the, the edge when you link an IP to an email. So when you're creating a link between two different kinds of IDs. So we're multinodal in the fact that we use name and address, that's postal address. We have email address and IP address as our core nodes of our graph. So then when we create edges, we link those IDs to other ID, other nodes. We, you know, we're we able to look across any environment. So think about the podcast attribution problem. I can tell an IP address was exposed. But what if Brian listened to that ad on his mobile device while he was jogging and mentioned a product that he heard in that podcast to his wife who then transacted on a computer? Yeah, Through a different IP address. How do you link those two together? Claritas' multi-nodal approach allows that attribution to happen across devices within the same household, so tying more accurate exposure to conversion. Claritas also has cookies, mobile ad IDs as also nodes, though they're more fleeting in nature with the evolving privacy landscape. So we've de-emphasized the requirement of having a mobile ad ID or a cookie as part of our solution. But by, you know, by and large, the breadth of the nodes that we use allows us to not just measure, you know, one channel like podcast, but we can look at podcasts in addition to streaming, in addition to, uh, you know, display and video and social. So we can give a more complete picture of a multi-channel campaign for our clients.
1: So uh, let's talk about that for a second, because cookies are basically going away. I mean, Chrome is, is holding on for dear life. They keep pushing that with Google because they haven't solved that yet. The mobile device IDs are, um, you know, Apple thwarted that almost completely. Now there's a pop-up that says, like, do you really want to share this? Um, And podcasting has never really received those, but the device graph has, right? That's a, a, an added value to a device graph. You have my IP address, it shows me all the devices, those devices on there have mobile device IDs. But you're saying here that your main identifier has been name, address, email, and IP address. And that's different, right? Like, I I don't know. I mean, feel free to talk a little bit about the competition here, but um, it's fair to say that IP address and email were probably not the digital first step that a lot of other companies focus on. They, they really went too heavy into cookies and mobile device IDs, which is the scramble we had in 2021. How did Claritas end up email and IP first?
2: Sure. I'm glad you brought that up because that is a unique kind of position that Claritas took. So our competition broadly being, you know, called like digital first is like, cookies are everywhere yes. is and built their infrastructure around those. You know, we, we considered, do we go replicate something like that? Do we go, go acquire a company that has something like that or, uh, or build it ourselves? And what came to like, you know, really hit us square in the face was you know, Clairtus has this history, 50 plus year history of understanding physical people, physical populations, places. So we, we were really grounded in the real world, people in places, buying yeah. things, doing real things. So like, well, why do we leave that behind? Why don't we leverage that? So, so that's what we came to. Is like, let's leverage our, you know, currency view of the, you know, popu- the physical population and link make the digital world representative of the physical and the natural linkage there was emails are real people and IP addresses are, are uh, you know, uh, consistent connection points to the digital world. So anything we can route through that IP email link to the postal, we now have, you know, the most kind of persistent and, and durable identity graph in the market, starting with this kind of offline expertise we have. Uh, so, too, you know, as you mentioned on the previous question, our differentiators, uh, there's you know, that understanding of the physical world is a key differentiator for claritas so claritas is the source of the population uh, estimates for the u.s census bureau so the government runs its census really? every 10 years when you see a number that comes out from the u.s census bureau around you know how has the population evolved in between that kind of decade you know span that information is coming from claritas the uh the other aspect of it is our, our you know, data is used to project the Nielsen TV rating. So, you know, the TV, the U.S. TV market's what, you know, $80 billion or something, you know, that's transacted on the Nielsen TV rating. And the Nielsen TV rating is driven from a 40,000 household sample that's projected to the population using the Claritas demographics.
1: Interesting. Okay, so with with that, right, so Nielsen, a lot of people think of Nielsen as like a data source. And uh, uh, like in just juxtaposition to like live ramp, which is like the pipes accessing data. But that example you just gave there, that shows that, you know, Nielsen is focused on having more than just their data, which they do have there. They have other data sources there. Claritas is device graph. Is it just Claritas data?
2: It's about 80 to 90% Claritas source data. So that's a, another area that, uh, that benefits Claritas. So we, we own and operate, you know, the vast majority of our graph. Uh, the, the, Small uh, portion that we license, we license kind of that raw signal because we want to yeah. use our science when we link you know, an IP and an email, an IP and a maid and tie that back to the Barletta household, for example, or the Barletta address. Uh, we, we don't want anybody else to kind of do that science for us. And the way in which we, we tune those connections is we've built our, a true set of panel in our own right. Uh, Claritas employees. We run 150,000 long-form surveys with consumers every year, and through those consumers, through those surveys, we're getting what are the devices that are in their household? What do they use? And and make them all connect. So we get this, I'll call it, you know, roughly 200,000 you know household sample that we know perfect information about the devices they have in that household. We know already know their demographic profile. So if you kind of go back to the digital first graphs, if a you know, digital first graph said there was a thousand devices in this zip code. Yeah. We know, Claritas, that's impossible. There's not a thousand people that live there, even 500, 250. Like, even with reasonable assumptions, you can't get to a thousand devices reside with consumers in the zip code. It, it's not physically possible based on the people that are there. So we're able to use this truth set to kind of refine yeah. our heuristics so that when we look at our graph and we plot it on a map and we plot distribution and say, this all makes sense with what we know is the state of the physical world.
1: Yeah, and and that's, that's critical, right? Because I think in, in general, device graphs, which are used primarily for targeting an attribution, really need to have a truth set. And the more powerful the truth set is, like, <clears throat> look, it sucks to run a campaign and find out that attribution just didn't take off or... The data just, you know, there isn't enough about the audience that you have there, but it's way better to know that than to know that uh, or to have incorrect data and to take actions off of incorrect data. We're dealing with that problem across the whole industry. So to have such a strong truth set and be able to say, like you just said there, there's not enough devices to represent what we're seeing happening here. There's something up and we have to investigate it is really strong. That's, That's really cool. And that means that people that are using your data, right? The Claritas data is tested against the truth set. So if I get it from Claritas directly, or I get it from Nielsen, or I get it from LiveRamp, all these different sources, it's going to be the same quality, correct?
2: That's right. And The last important thing about kind of owning our uh, our graph, if you will, like so, think of like the the term like farm to table. Like you know, think about that as our graph. Like we we yeah. know where what was farmed. We know the process it went through. And that gives us an advantage around privacy and security, which is the top of everybody's mind right now. Publishers, advertisers, uh, I mean, even just you know, talking to them like, "Well, how do you know Barletta's in the in the graph and who gave you permission?" We can go back and track where the Barletta household opted in to allow that connection to happen. Uh, we provide notice and choice for opt out or GDPR compliant, CCPA compliant, SOC Type One and Type Two compliant. So, yeah, you know, we've we put the right. Uh, you know, regulatory infrastructure around our graphs uh, so that, you know, we're very confident that you know, we have the rights to use the data that we have uh, in the way that we're using it. Uh, it also allows, by nature, how we built the graph uh, is because you mentioned, at you know, targeting or measurement. Measurement requires very, very accurate point-level connection, which we have. We also have the ability to dial up and say, for more scale, less point-level precision to do high-quality targeting. And that's that balance of the targeting. You want an audience that's big enough. Yeah you know, to move the needle for your business, but still precise enough to drive efficiency. You know, I could get five people to, you know, to have a 5,000% ROI, but that's not going to move the needle if I'm a, you know, Fortune 100 company.
1: Yeah, no, very true. Privacy is so important and it's so confusing. When we think about it in podcasting, right? The apps, Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon don't um, don't provide any way for me as a listener to opt in or out, right? So if I'm in California or I'm in the EU, and I'm covered by uh, GDPR or CCPA, um, basically by using that app, it's just sending my information. It's sending my IP address, which is PII. And then it goes to the prefix URL. So like uh, whatever's tracking the analytics there, the hosting company, the publisher then technically owns it because the hosting company has uh, is, is just uh, providing service for that data. And then it can fire a pixel like Claritas as ad attribution. In that set. So it's hard sometimes to figure out that track. And so that's really cool that Claritas has been so vocal and so visible about the fact that I can go and opt out of Claritas and that removes my data, right? I can see what is available there under the rights. I can have my data uh, removed from that aspect. And that's really strong. The industry really needs to improve though, because we really should be getting those signals at the app level, right? Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Google should be asking people you know, do you want to opt in? And that affects everything from what they gather all the way down the chain. And it sounds like you're set up to accept that. And hopefully we'll see some movement uh, in the IAB this year with uh, kind of pushing those processes forward, because it's really powerful for a device graph to say privacy is important. Um, One of the last things I want to touch on on this, though, is I can imagine that 2019 and 2020 were probably some of the toughest years you guys had to deal with simply because we weren't at the point where we were abandoning mobile device ID and cookie yet. And while you know it's a dime a dozen who can collect that data, making it not one of your core data points is really tough. But by sticking with that, by focusing on the actual like uh, physical address, like the physical information, putting you know the identity graph before the device graph, so to say, um, it really afforded you guys to shine in podcasting. you know, I think that that is something, that we really need to highlight with Claritas is that podcasting is IP address. There is nothing else you get from my device. It is really, really important to keep that in mind. And Claritas focuses on that as a key point, didn't pivot into that. And that's something we really need to respect here. So I'm sure that 2021 and 2022, you were like, cool, we're ahead of the curve as all these companies scramble to pick a new central point. But, um, it's, that's not an easy fight. I, I'm sure that it was very tough to stick by your guns to do that. And you even doubled down. Not only did you acquire Barometric, uh, but there was another company that you specifically acquired related to email and IP address too, correct?
2: That's correct. It was called AcquireWeb. Uh, AcquireWeb had a large scale email database, opted opt-in database. So, you know, Claire Puzzle's history had names and addresses for offline market research insight. Uh, we had to, you know, find a way to get email addresses attached to it and the fastest route was was by acquire web uh that also came with the ability to execute what they call acquisition email campaigns so you know a you know, first-party email or crm email you know, you you're a coles member and coles can email you all they want you're in their their crm but when coles wants to reach people who are not in their crm they need acquisition email solutions to put a, an email ad in their inbox claritas offers that that is a service that our, our clients use, it also has the ability to uh, to you know feed that graph, if you will. It's another connection point. So if I hit you with an email for Coles, you open up your mobile device at your home on your home router, I'm you know making those connection points. You open an email from a different market we're running a campaign for on your computer at work, we're collecting that signal as well and able to tell the difference between the two and ultimately resolve that to the Barletta household.
1: And that's really important because the acquisition of more data based around the identity is really how the Claritas graph is going to grow, right? As these companies are trying to figure out how to take data and how to figure out another ID that matches between my first-party data and Chase's first-party data on different websites and unify that, that's sticky. And IP address is absolutely a little bit sticky, and we're going to work through that as an industry, but by being able to collect this in opted-in fashion being able to take it in ways that are not mobile device ID or cookie and being able to continue to grow that graph, that's really powerful while the rest of the industry is trying to figure out more how to hold on to their graph or translate that graph. You didn't have to change course. You're still growing it.
2: That's right. That's right. And It was tough to go through as we were getting pressure to kind of think broader or more digital, if you will, first. Uh, We stuck to our guns largely from the history of claritas is known as a high quality you know mrc level quality research database and it's been used for decades to plan media measure population trends and so forth so we wanted to continue that um that level of authority and uh and trust with our clients as we brought on new solutions like targeting and and measurement attribution
1: and that's really neat like because Claritas, like like I said briefly, has their own attribution solution that is, you know, really cool. I mean, having been part of it, there's definitely been times where data didn't hit a standard, and the campaign, like, we had to go do it again. And that's not a bad thing. That's a tough thing, but it is better for the integrity of everybody involved. And I really super respect that. And that was always something I respected about Claritas. Uh, but more so, that data is available. So that means that if I'm a hosting platform looking for something to uniquely target or I'm looking to um, augment my internal data to find out more about uh, the people that are listening to a podcast. This is such amazing data that has a strong truth set that can be used for that. You know, we're, we're talking about a lot of the real positives here because I am bullish on device graphs and things like this. We do know, and, and Claritas and you specifically, Chase, have always been humble about the fact that like this isn't 100% of the pie. So let's let's shift into focus on like what makes this difficult, right? This is such cool tech. We're seeing it grow into podcasting. We're also seeing people bump their heads against it because it 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 doesn't. It's not being explained probably as well as you're doing right here. So, what's the truths of it? What do what do we need to know that makes device graphs and identity graphs struggle, and how can we improve them?
2: Sure. So, uh, so I think the you know, one of the, the the struggles is just coverage and bias. Right. So, every graph, including Claritas, does not a hundred percent cover every, you know, consumer. Like we have every consumer household in the database, but we have varying levels of information about each of those households. Uh, So that's really the, you know, one of the core challenges, like how do you get a representative sample such that any analysis you do driven as the graph underlying it is, you know, representative of the true population and what's going to influence the client's business. Bias is another one. So you might have coverage, you know, you you could say, you know, the the whole like cell coverage maps that Verizon and, you know, like everybody has a little bit of gaps, but yeah, you might be covering the state of Ohio, but are you covering more the Cincinnati market versus the Cleveland market? Because they're they're very different populations and demographics and different um, priorities and, and things that, as it relates to buying goods and services. So how do you account for missing areas or people entirely, as well as what you are getting? Are you oversampled in those, those regards? That's that, that bias. This is where our truth set comes back into play, where our truth set is representative. It's, it's a stratified sample so in geographically, demographically, and socioeconomically. So as we look at what we get through the graph inputs, if you will, and what we curate as our graph, we compare that to the truth set. Say, hey, we're we're overrepresented in you know urban, under, and rural might be a little bit in higher income, less lower income, and then what we do, uh, and this kind of goes to your, your somewhat your Nielsen uh, scenario, we zero in on the most accurate linkage of our graph when we do our attribution. So. You know, it's like what we know, and can say definitively, this exposure led to this conversion amongst a real person. So we do invalid traffic filtering and so forth. But yeah. that gets me a, a smaller data set to work with. And our, our clients, when they look at us versus our competition and say, you're not reporting as much signal as others. i like, well, this is the signal that I'm really confident in and I'm, I'm solid on. And then what we do, which not many others Else, do is we use the same method that we help Nielsen project the TV ratings to project our attribution results. So you can get the raw, quote unquote, log level data out of our system. That's all part of the product, and you can grade our homework if you want. We'll give you everything that we see and tell you what we think is good and what we think is so suspicious. But when we produce a summary metric, a, a lift number, or you know, a, a you know total attributable conversions for a campaign, we're weighting and projecting that sample to the total reach of the campaign
1: it's so interesting all the companies in podcasting and their focus on podcasting because ip is so broad right did i listen to a podcast or did my wife who purchased it and how was the connection all these different things right how accurate is the devices and information you have in my household did my mom stay too long and now she's tainting my household with her segments Uh, all the things you have to worry about there's it's so interesting because the history that claritas has means that you've had a chance to start wide and narrow in over time to provide enough data to say, we're going we're gonna to go really tight on what our accuracy is. Whereas because the podcast industry, at least on the ad tech side, is still pretty young, we're still wide. And a lot of them is slowly narrowing it in as they learn from it because they don't have this historical data set, right? They haven't been doing this for so long. They don't have the census data. And that's, that's a really interesting thing. I don't think it's wrong that they do it. I think um, I, I like how you present it with the four different layers of like uh, your accuracy rating of the data when you match on certain things. Um, it's just it's tougher. And what an uphill battle. Yeah. But I think it's it's really valuable because there are solutions. I don't think there's any bad solution today. I think all of the bad solutions have kind of flushed their way out of it, especially as the space has grown. But I think that when you're looking for accuracy first, instead of anything else, like you do want someone who's going to say, "Yeah, sorry, not enough of a sample size." Yeah, we 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 do match less there because we're less confident in there, and we are working on building that out. So, cool positioning, honestly.
2: Yeah, and, and on the the accuracy right? so we've just went through this as uh, iOS, you know, fourteen rolled out. We saw an immediate yeah. degradation of the IDFAs coming through, even the, the podcast signals that we're seeing Another other. So, you know, there was a you know a, a decrease in the data we were seeing. Well, we saw the same amount of data, but we saw less signal to be able to tie that to a household. And, yeah. and so we just released a graph update uh, end of November that was targeted specifically at in-app conversion. So you, you heard an ad for Bamba Socks or for, you know, a, a DraftKings, you know, app. And those conversions happen through a mobile app, you know we were seeing signal through. like, hey, we don't have enough to really determine that, that conversion is attributable. So we re- we updated the graph using our truth set with some some new heuristics that we could back test and say, hey, even if we don't have that IDFA, we can use these other ways to triangulate that conversion and then bring that back into the, you know, and call it an attributed conversion for that campaign.
1: That's really interesting. And and all of this was presented transparently, right? Like when when all of this went down with the fourteen point five on iOS, asking for permission for people to provide uh, their mobile device ID. I-, I believe you guys made some statements about that, and now that you're, you know, in November, you made that device graph update. That's cool. I think communication is really key. I think things are changing, and nobody's expecting, um, nobody's expecting hundred percent accuracy. They're expecting communication and collaboration, and I think. When a company owns their own data set, they can do more with that because I'm sure that there are partners who have access to your data, not through direct channels to you. And while you might be able to provide the people connecting to your data and reselling it or providing access to it, that communication, they, it might not fit in their presentation, right? It might just be easier for them to downplay working with Claritas because they have other data sources that weren't changing and, and becoming more accurate. So yeah. very interesting position on that end.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you bring up the communication thing because that's something we, we pride ourselves on whenever, whether it's an evolving privacy position, some change that we're seeing in our data, we get out ahead of it with our clients. Uh, with like, hey, here's what we're seeing, here's what we're doing about it. And, and just like in this most recent graph update, it it was going to change the results for the campaigns enough that we wanted to get all of our clients comfortable with it, so we did, you know, back testing, side by side testing, and, and it took almost six weeks of doing nothing but educating our client base of this new graph is coming. Here's what your results are going to look like. Here's how you think about them in the context of the last couple of years of results you've gotten from Claritas. You, you know, you develop these heura- these heuristics and norms and benchmarks of how a campaign should perform. That did change, and we help our clients manage that change. Not just our direct clients where we're we'll a publisher, but then their end advertiser and agency clients as well.
1: Yeah, that's. I I really think that we're at the point of podcast ad tech where I don't know how much on a technical level we're going to be able to squeeze out of the signals that we get. I think that there's going to be a lot of cool data science on here, but I think the big differentiator is that data science, right? That truth set and and how you uh, manage the integrity of the product, but communication and customer service. And I think that that is very important, right? We're dealing with people that are very interested in coming into a new space and spending a lot of money to learn about it. And sometimes it's, it doesn't matter if you don't have good news to share with them or if um, you, know, you don't have the results that they were looking for, that communication, being early about it, walking them through it, educating them and sharing your confidence on it is more important than anything else. That's how we develop partners. That's how we get people to stay in the space. Because one wrong campaign that just shows runaway success, right? Like you mentioned about households or zip codes having more devices or more information than is even remotely possible based on a census, you run one campaign like that, you chase that. There's no reason why I wouldn't, as a marketer, chase a campaign that's got an arrow going up and to the right. Right. So that communication, that transparency, sets the tone for effective and healthy growth in this industry.
2: I agree. And, and when, you, when you bring that up, so you, the, you know, we've, we've heard from clients that you know, they get, quote-unquote, better results from others so what does better mean like it's a yeah it, it's a bigger lift number okay yep. well it, it, what, what,
1: what, <laughs> better for who right better for who is the big question <laughs> that's right there.
2: so we spend a lot of time talking about our, our methodology the defensibility like how you know how our attribution and lift works yeah uh, and, and kind of where where we come from so claritas is you know a couple companies into my career uh where I kind of started, I was one of the, the founders of, of Nielsen Catalina Solutions. We were doing offline to online or online to offline attribution for CPG marketers. So, yeah. so, these are companies where data is very rich, right? I mean, you know, your fast-moving consumer goods—you know, toothpaste, toilet paper—you know, things things fly off the, the grocery store shelves very quick. So, there's lots of conversion signal to work with, and the amount of rigor that the you know Procter and Gamble and General Mills and catalogs would put us through to when we stood up in front of their CMO and said, your campaign with you know what used to be Yahoo back in the day or Google drove ten percent lift of tide in the last thirteen weeks. Like, you better be darn certain you you believe that like that's a big
1: number, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> uh, and so after about a decade and a half of just, you know, frankly, getting our butts kicked by the world's toughest market researchers and, and measurement scientists, we've brought all that, you know, learning to Claritas and applied it outside of CPG to to the podcast and, and other digital media. So the, the level of which we'd select our control groups, leveraging that, the demographic profile information. So when we match the Barletta household who's exposed to you know, a, 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 a podcast campaign, and we're finding a mirror Barletta household, the only way that we know that it's a mirror is because we can you know, attach the demographic, geographic data, profile information at a very accurate level. And then how you make them a pair uh, is, is kind of a core differentiator and, and unique to RIP. We don't just stop there and then try to model like pre-post, you know, prior to the campaign, your conversion was X, post it was Y, or just exposed versus all other unexposed. That, that gives you biased results. We try to get that control group to be a, a mirror in every possible way, but we don't leave it to that. We then run a model that, that models a specific attributable conversion event and use a model to control for anything that we can't explicitly observe. So we know you know things like weather and in uh, and price points and so forth that we can't directly observe in our graph can influence lift we might we use modeling variables to control for that as well so when we stand up and say you got a 10% lift or a hundred percent lift on a campaign it, like, we're really confident and we yeah. provide a statistical significance number too so we stat test everything and anything that doesn't hit you know, a 95 percent significance level or a 90% significant significance level we don't report so look statistically, this lift doesn't technically exist. There's not enough signal to do that. But if we report a lift, we're 90% plus confident that lift is there.
1: I really like that. I think that that really shows that when you're picking an attribution partner, you know, with device graph as the base of, you want to pick and stay with them, right? Because you're talking about all this noise and stuff you can't account for, that like the weather and all those examples, but then cyclical, right? The longer that pixel is on your website, the more data that they can get. Do you just have a terrible October every year and you can't push product? Yeah. Right. Do you have other campaigns running that need to be taken into account of that you can tag or that you can be aware of through, um, you know, lift reports to make sure that you take into account the other campaigns. Yeah. All this stuff's really important and consistency with a partner is, is critical. You know, I want to remind everybody, the goal of the deep dives is really to show you off these products and and make it clear that these companies want to collaborate and work together. So if you are out there looking for a data set, Claritas can be that data set for you. If you're looking for attribution, Claritas can be that attribution source for you. And Chase, I, I really have always liked that view, right? Like you said, if we don't have enough data to show attribution, we're not going to show it. So as we go into 2022 and as attribution is starting to mature very well in podcasting what are some of the things that you really want to see from this space like we you you talk about these confidence ratings do you see a future this year that we start moving towards um maybe some regulation on it and and some agreed upon standards and uh that we can all work together on to make that better or What's what's your crystal ball telling you is going to happen with attribution device graphs in podcasting this year?
2: Yeah, I'd say I think uh, it would, feels like the more near-term thing to happen is you know whether it's a Claritas attribution solution or somebody else, you're using a tool that you can measure ups and downs against. right? And then that's the next question is how do I make more ups than downs? And that's where audience targeting comes in. I think that that, that feels like it's going to be the more, you know, you know, near term kind of change in podcast. So, you know, we we hear yeah. about uh, host read ads that are either baked into the feed or dynamically inserted. I think as the the ad insertion technology you know uh, gets bigger, more prolific, then you know the ability to take audiences and do more precise targeting in podcasting will further increase the already you know strong ROIs the medium has today. Uh, and it, it, we saw the same thing. So you know, when I help start Nielsen Kelly solutions for CPG. Like they didn't do hardly anything in online advertising. Yeah. It was like, well, why would I want to put an ad there? I'll just go buy a super bowl spot. Or I, I like to see my tide ad on, you know, uh, you know, uh, Friday night, you know, sitcoms and so forth. So when we, you know, stood up a measurement solution, we all paired it with a targeting solution. So that what came out of the measure was, and here's the targets you need to consider. And we, here's who you should go after. Now the ad tech and uh, evolution had to happen there too, where There wasn't enough scale of truly audience one-to-one precision targeting. But as that improved, the media improved, and you saw an increase and shift for the CPG vertical from traditional broadcast mass media into digital because they could get the returns they wanted more efficiently, and it was more measurable. And I think podcasts will go through that and go through that cycle much faster.
1: Yeah, that's smart. I, I really agree with that. I think as we get into programmatic or wider reach um, campaigns, the focus there really needs to be around the fact that your attribution source and your targeting source match because you have less control over, like you do on a direct campaign, show A did really great, so let's keep going with it. Show B was okay, so we'll give it another shot. And show C didn't work, so let's remove it. So that's that's really interesting there because Claritas can provide that opportunity. So Uh, Any of the programmatic partners out there all the way up from the trade desk, all the way down to like AdsWiz or Triton could implement Claritas as targeting. But more so too, as a publisher, there are very likely going to be ways for you to be able to run your data against Claritas to provide like a sales sheet, right? To say like, my show index is this way versus that way and be able to say to an advertiser, while I don't hit it 100%, 70% of the people in my audience absolutely are interested in buying trucks So what does that say about the other 30% that resonate with an audience that wants to primarily buy trucks? Probably somebody you probably, you wanted to look at anyways, and that's a great sales tool. But I I agree with you. I think that as podcasting grows, we have to marry the two there because getting a report that says you did great doesn't help us with the next part of, well, how do we do better? You know, like, I think that'll be really cool.
2: Yeah. And we're we're looking to build that into to our product uh, more. So we have the show level decomps now. The yeah. next evolution is let's let's say one of those shows didn't do so great, but you wanted to give it another shot. Well, there's some subset of the audience that probably did respond. So how do you look at, you know, the Brian Barletta segment across all three shows?
1: Yes.
2: Did they perform consistently? Now how do I go what are the other shows that I go buy, or how do I just go buy more Barlettas across, you know, the network that I'm buying on or across my my publisher partners?
1: Yeah. Well, Chase, honestly, this is really great. And I think that the whole industry needs to learn more about device graphs as the core, their implication into everything podcast ad tech related, and also about attribution. I do have one question. I kind of hinted on it earlier because we're just leaving the holiday season. Your true set, great example here. My family came to visit for the holidays. How long until my parents' segments... Are no longer related to my house or how 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 does that end up not attributed to my house because of the fact that a truth set would show that that's a variable that hasn't been present for a while
2: yeah so uh there's a complicated set of decision rules that are our, our heuristics so I'm, I'm the least knowledgeable about explaining how those actually work but my my kind of you know thirty thousand of view is yeah your your parents worked your household for a week two weeks three weeks could be up to a month so we see some yeah you know i hope not <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, so we'll see new devices tied to your household so we'll see that raw signal come in yeah we won't do anything with it until we see you know consistency over time and other gotcha. triangulating variables so if we you know particularly if we saw let's say you know uh your mom opened an email at your house mm-hmm. and we saw that signal but two weeks ago we saw her open an email, you know, on the other side of the country. Like we know that, like, hey, that doesn't look right. So we're not yeah. going to associate her email address or her device with your household yet. Now, let's say your mom moves in with you, and we're wow. going to see more recency and frequency of that signal within your you know, the barlett household. And we will in. So when we talk about the four levels of confidence, you know, we'll see no confidence initially. Then we'll see it. Grow up the confidence, like hey, we're seeing more here, and it's starting to kind of promote itself up that that confidence spectrum. And only when it gets to the top, do we then use it in our product.
1: That's awesome. So we're talking about the fact that it doesn't stick into the graph until it has enough relevancy to show that hey, this is a person that moved. They are actually there. They're consistently there through more patterns than just connected to my home Wi-Fi. They are, uh, you know, in the local area. They are consistent with their usage here. That shows like an established route, not just a vacation. And then further, if they do stay too long and they were to stick into the device graph, eventually you're going to be able to see like, oh, well, they're not still there. And they have a history of not being there. They were just there for six weeks. uh, And so we should remove them. We should expire them. And that's really powerful. This is something that people should be aware of. Device graphs that are good and heavy handed on expiring data or being slow to attribute data to a household are the ones that you really want to work with, because it is very, very easy to just say that my mom visiting means that my household demographics have changed, that all of that information is valuable and targetable. And so every device graph you work with, every attribution partner you work with, challenge them on these questions, because these are the types of questions that are going to determine the accuracy of your data. And and that's really critical as we go forward. So Chase, this was such a blast. I'm so happy that you came on on this. And I know that Claritas is going to be returning later this year to walk us through the new and improved platform so we can talk a little bit deeper about attribution.
2: Yeah, can't wait. Thanks, Brian, for having me.
1: Yeah, thank you.